Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and it looks like we got our first bomb of 2022 with Moonfall. Why? Well, let's go over the numbers so I can explain it. Opening in first place was Jackass Forever with 23.5 million. Opening in second place is Moonfall with 10 million. Dropping down to third is Spider-Man No Way Home with 9.6 million. Fourth place is Scream with 4.7 million for a total of 68.9 million. Lastly, in fifth place is Sync 2 with 4.17 million for a total of 139.6 million. So Paramount is two for two domestically for their film releases in 2022. The budget for Jackass was around 10 million, not including marketing. So opening at 23 million is a great start. Now it'll be interesting to know how bad the drop off will be next weekend because you have the second weekend drop and the Super Bowl as well. Now let's talk about Moonfall. Domestically, this is a bomb, no two ways about it, as the film has around $140 million budget. However, there is a small, small chance for it to turn a profit, and that is a China release. See, this is not a film made by one studio, but instead sold to different companies to get funding. While it is not clear where all of the 140, 145 million came from, we know some of the parties. 40 million came from the Y Brothers studio in China, 15 million came from Lionsgate, and 15 million from Germany. And yes, I'm talking about the country itself. As for why they would want to cut, the only reason I can think of is the director is German. Maybe there is some uh, film, you know, government film program. So what this shows is that there might be hope for Moonfall getting a China release, thanks to the Chinese studio being involved, and with the production being funded partially by the Chinese studio, maybe they can keep more of the ticket sales. Anyway though, <laughs> we're assuming a lot here. We're assuming it gets a China release, and we're assuming the audience actually shows up and watch it. But yeah, seeing how any money gets made on this, uh, and how it gets split up too, it's going to get complicated. Like, does Chinese studio get paid first, then Lionsgate, then Germany? Does Germany get paid first? Ugh. Now let's go to China as we get more numbers in the Chinese New Year movies. The top five this week will just be their current totals, with next week going back to the weekend and total amount. In first place is Watergate Bridge with 400 million. Second place is Too Cool to Kill with 217 million. Third place is Nice View with 104.4 million. In fourth place is Boonie Bears Back to Earth with 88 million. Fifth place was Only Fools Rush In with 73 million. And finally, in sixth place is Snipers with 41 million. I guess the good news from this is that there is no film that really bombed. Now, I don't know the budget of, say, Snipers, but with it already at 41 million, it has already done better than some of the Chinese films released over the past few months. That's right, a heavy hitter, Watergate Bridge. It will still do really well. It's on track to at least do 600 million, and likely more. But unless this has amazing likes, we are still waiting for the first billion dollar Chinese film. This upcoming weekend will be the same films, and on the 19th, Death on the Nile gets a release. Taking a look at worldwide numbers, Jackass Forever opened in a few markets and made 5.2 million for a worldwide opening weekend of 28.35 million. Scream made another 4.3 million for a total of 51.4 million. Spider-Man No Way Home made 15.6 million for a total of 1.77 billion. Sing 2 made another 14 million for a total of 291.5 million. 
Finally, the King's Man is at 120.7 million. For Hollywood news, let's kick off with the Oscar nominations. I won't go through every category, but let's talk about some of the highlights. With the nominations, The Power of the Dog has the most with 12, while in second place is Dune with 10. Here are the Best Picture nominees. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. For me, the most surprising nomination for Best Picture was Nightmare Alley, as it was not faring well in other award races, but it's a pleasant surprise. I thought it was pretty good, too. The Power of the Dog seems the favorite to win Best Picture, but you never know what the Academy will pick. Besides Best Pictures, it looks like all four acting categories will be a tough race, so it's going to be a fun show to watch. In almost two months. That's right, they are releasing the nominations early for some reason, I guess to give everyone time to watch them. The actual Oscars event is March 27th. Moving on from the nominations, let's talk about another lawsuit for Warner Brothers, this time from Village Roadshow. Filed in Los Angeles, the lawsuit lists numerous allegations, but the big one is obviously Matrix Resurrections. The lawsuit mentions that while accommodations were made for Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, and Lana Wachowski, the company was not paid anything from the switch to a simultaneous release on HBO Max. Quote, there can be no doubt that the abysmal theatrical box office sales figures from the Matrix Resurrections dilute the value of this temple franchise as a film's lack of profitability generally prevents studios from investing in additional sequels and derivative films in the near term. End quote. Besides this, they are also claiming that Warner Brothers is forcing them out of co-owning spin-offs and sequels to IP their own, and Village Roadshow does have a quite a bit to their name. Besides the Matrix franchise, they also have the Oceans franchise, Edge of Tomorrow, and Joker as well. And on top of all this, they are not happy with the films they helped finance and produce being used to boost HBO Max subscriptions and not get a cut of the revenue. As for a response to the lawsuit, a Warner Brothers representative had this to say, quote, this is a frivolous attempt by Village Roadshow to avoid their contractual commitment to participate in the arbitration that we commenced against them last week. We have no doubt that this case will be resolved in our favor, end quote. Yeah, so this looks like if it does not get settled out of court, it's going to get ugly. I would also assume after this is over, no matter how it ends, Village Roadshow and Warner Brothers will not be working <laughs> together anymore. If that does happen, I wonder if Village Roadshow will be able to work with another major studio, and if so, who? Now let's move away from lawsuits and talk about new films in development. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and has a new movie from John Wick creator Derek Colson. Called Just Watch Me, it is a heist film based off a book that Callsad will be writing the script for, and Jared Butler is looking at playing the lead role. They are looking to start filming the movie by the end of the year. This could be a good movie. Besides John Wick, Callsad made Nobody, which was alright, but nothing on the level of John Wick. So maybe it being based off a book might help. We'll see. Let's talk about Paramount, where they just got themselves a new franchise. The Smurfs. Previously, the films were made by Sony, but now both Paramount and Nickelodeon have partnered with LAFIG Belgium and IMPS to produce Smurf content. This includes both a TV show and a new movie. The movie will start production this year for a December 2024 release, and the show actually already exists. With Nickelodeon, they will be working on a second season for the show, which will have 26 episodes. So while not a big franchise get for Viacom CBS, 
it's still a solid one to build up their family offerings, which is smart. Another movie with its rights being bought is the Michael Jackson biopic, in which Lionsgate has bought the worldwide rights for the film. The film is being made with the approval of the Jackson estate, and right now the script is being written by John Logan. As the film moves forward in production, they still need to find a director and, well, who would play Michael Jackson. This has the makings, though, of a massive hit. I mean, we saw how much a mediocre movie about Queen made, so a well-made Michael Jackson film would do gangbusters. Or it could be a total bomb. We don't know yet. Adding to the list of films being bought is a comedy starring Tom Hanks with Deadline having the exclusive on this called A Man Called Otto. Sony bought the worldwide rights for it. Production will begin soon and is right now aiming for a release in theaters this holiday season. As for how Sony was able to seal the deal, Deadline explains that this was the studio's commitment to exclusive theatrical releases. This doesn't surprise me. Do hope they put it in the contract. It cannot be sold to anyone. At least, you know, let's look back at 2020 where Sony sold Greyhound to Apple TV+. Now, obviously, the circumstances were a lot different two years ago, but still something worth pointing out. As for the film itself, the Tom Hanks comedy can be a crowd-pleaser, and could provide solid counter-programming to the two big blockbusters coming out around the same time, Avatar 2 and Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom. Finally, for new trailers, we got a first actual look at Jurassic World Dominion, it actually doesn't look bad, and the trailer is hitting all the spots it needs to generate excitement, barring another outbreak. And this film is locked for a billion, at least. So starting off VOD Premium, we are going back to China for a story that has been developing over the past few weeks. Tencent Video released Fight Club on their streaming service a few weeks ago. Okay, fine. Uh, not a big deal. However, when people went to watch it, the ending was different. Instead of the normal ending, text cards were in place instead saying how the narrator was caught by police in a quick fashion and is now receiving psychiatric treatment. While that ending is closer to the book, it is not shown at all except in text. The news of the change caught on quick with Tencent viewers in China upset and Western media reporting on it, only making the story grow more. Now, however, Tencent has fixed the issue and updated it with the proper ending of the film. Apparently there is still one minute of the film missing, which is the sex scene, but that's it. I'm glad Tencent listened to the backlash and updated it with the proper ending, but I will say from all this, I was surprised there was a, a, you know, an uproar from viewers in China. I mean, it's a 20-year-old film, but I'm glad they voiced their issues, and it was heard. Next, we got a small update on HBO Max, where they announced that Tokyo Vice will premiere April 7th. The series stars Ken Wanabe and Ansel Elgort. It was one of the first series for HBO Max to be announced, but production was halted in 2020 when the pandemic hit. Ever since hearing of what the show would be about, I've been interested since the start, and I've been looking forward to watching it. Glad the wait is almost over. Finally, we got some more subscriber numbers, this time from Disney+. Plus. Last quarter, they did not have a good time, but the holiday season was good for the company, as they gained 11.8 million new subscribers, bringing its total to 129.8 million, around the world. This is thanks to the content released during this time, including Eternals and the massively popular Encanto. Also, if you include ESPN Plus and Hulu into the subscriber count, Disney is now very close to Netflix, bringing its total to 196.4 million. Based on these results, CEO Bob Chappick reiterated that nothing changes regarding their plans for growth for the service. This means they still plan on spending 33 billion on content over the next year and reach anywhere from 230 to 260 million subscribers by the end of 2024. 
Overall, these are really good numbers so far for Disney, and with the lineup they have set up, it looks like it'll be another good year for the service. Also, during the quarterly earnings, they also announced the next Star Wars show, Kenobi, will premiere May 25th. Assuming the show is good, that is going to get people to sign up, as that is the most anticipated Star Wars show people have been waiting for. And that's it for this week's episode of Black Software's Receipts. Question for the episode is, who do you think is right and wrong in the Village Roadshow Warner Brother lawsuit? Let me know on Facebook. Link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.